This podcast is made possible by listeners like you. Please be sure to subscribe and share with friends and family. To help support this ministry, please visit walkwiththeking.org forward slash donate. Thank you for listening. All right, thank you very much. And hello again, dear radio friends. How in the world are you? Everything going all right at your house? I certainly trust so. Bless your heart. Now come with me now to Psalm 116. We're going through this psalm for a sort of a little breather in between our book study from one book of the Bible to another. And this psalm deals with reasons why we love God and results of loving God. And we've gotten now into the results. He starts by saying in verse 9, I will walk before the Lord in the land of the living. That means to say, I will do everything I do and say everything I say with the knowledge that God is uh, looking over my shoulder, so to speak. Eternal, divine surveillance of my mortal life makes a difference. Thou, God, seest me, said Hagar in the wilderness. We are, all things, Paul says, are naked and opened unto the eyes of him with whom we have to do. Jesus said, whatsoever ye have said in in the whispered in the ear and closets shall be uh, shouted from the housetops. You don't keep any secrets from God. And as a matter of fact, you don't keep very many from people. We tell on ourselves, don't we? Folk whom I have never met before will come up to me and say, I know you. You're Charlie Cook's boy. And they'll tell me different things about my life that I have recounted in the process of 23 or 4 years of uh, <laughs> radio broadcasting uh, continuously in this area. And, uh, you know, we give ourselves away, don't we? Well, it's all right. Just be sure that what you give away is a good thing. Anyhow, he says, I'll walk before the Lord. God is looking at me, and I have to deal with him. There will come a time when all the secrets of men are opened at the judgment, and all the world will, the universe will know the kind of person you and I have been. Well, then, what manner of people ought ye to be in all holiness of of life, says Peter? We ought to be holy people, filled with the Spirit of God, living every minute for our Lord. Then in verse 10, he said, I believe, therefore have I spoken. The basis for Christian witness is the spillover of a full heart. The reason that many people have nothing to say for the Lord is that they have really never had a, an experience with him. They don't know the, the indwelling power of the Holy Spirit of God, and they have never really spent enough time with God to get acquainted with him. And so if you want a good, vigorous, effective testimony... Spend some time with your Lord. Get acquainted with him. Let the Spirit of God fill your life. You'll find that you have plenty to say. Now, he turns and changes the subject just a little bit in the uh, 10th verse. And we come to the second half of that 10th verse where he says, I was greatly afflicted and said in my haste, all men are liars. Now, why bring that up? Simply because the faithfulness of God, the faithfulness of God has to turn out to be greater than all of the faithlessness of people. A couple of thoughts here that may be helpful to you as we go along. Number one, 
Be careful of what you say and do and decide when you're under, under pressure. Decisions that are made under pressure or in an emotional rebound are almost always incorrect decisions. We uh, speak of someone who got married on the rebound. His uh, girl dumped him or her fellow dumped her, as the case may be. And before you know it, in a very few weeks or months, there was a marriage, and uh, people say, well, got married on the rebound. What do they mean? They mean that under the stress and pressure of heartache that came from that broken romance, a decision was made, and, and somebody said, well, I'll show him, or I'll show her that she's not the only pebble on the beach, and so that there was a hasty and oftentimes regretted marriage. We call that marrying on the rebound. Well, it's it's an illustration of what people do when they decide something under emotional pressure. I was greatly afflicted and said in my haste, be careful of what you say and do and decide when you're upset, when you're emotionally under pressure. The best thing to do at that point is to seek your Lord. Let him calm your spirit. Let him open your eyes to what the real facts of the situation are. I must say that oftentimes I've been upset about something when, after having prayed about it and let the Lord speak to my heart, I realized that the facts were far different from that to which I was reacting. You want to take time to let the Lord open your eyes and give you his perspective. He sees things differently from the way you and I see them. He says, my ways are not your ways, my thoughts are not your thoughts. And most certainly his timing is not our timing. Wait on the Lord. Rest in the Lord and wait patiently for him, says the psalmist. So he said, I was greatly afflicted and said in my haste, be careful of what you say and do and decide when you're under pressure. Now another thought that comes here is that generalizations uh, when you make them under pressure, especially, are apt to be wrong. He said, I said in my haste, all men are liars. Who can you trust? I've heard that a number of times during my lifetime ministry, where someone's m m wedding or marriage uh, had uh, disintegrated. And uh, it happens on both sides of the, the matrimonial fence, as you know. Uh, the dear lady will decide that she's had it and that's enough and she's leaving, or the man will decide that he just never was in love and all that uh, <laughs> foolishness. Uh, I, you know, it, it always gets me when after 20 years, some man will say to his wife, well, I never did really love you. <laughs> How come you got six children and all that? You know, I just, I can't stand that. But anyhow, I threw that in free. I won't charge for that. But people who have gone through that terrible trauma and heartbreak have often said, in my hearing, I don't know, who can you trust? Is it one person betrayed him or her? And then comes the generalization, you can't trust anybody. Well, yes, you can. There are a lot of good people in the world whom you can trust. Uh, the fact is, however, that you ran across one that you couldn't. Now, don't make a generalization about 
all of the human race based on your own experience on any given Thursday. I said in my haste, all men are liars. Why bring this in in discussing reasons for loving God? Well, simply, as I said a moment ago, God's faithfulness has to be greater than your experience of people's faithlessness. If you pin your faith to people, you're going to be disappointed. A man said to me, everybody I ever had as an idol disappointed me. Well, that was probably a good thing, although I didn't say that to him. But there it is. You know, you put your, your faith in people, in human beings, and they'll turn out to be human beings with their faults and failings. But you can always trust the Lord. When we believe not, yet he abideth faithful. Great is thy faithfulness, says Jeremiah. Paul said, if we run out of faith, that, that phrase, if we believe not, that you find in Second Timothy, it means if you run out of it, like you run out of sugar and have to go borrow a cup from a neighbor. If you run out of faith and you haven't got any more left, no strength to pray and no faith to, to strengthen that prayer if you could pray. You're at the end of the line. It says, yet he abideth faithful. You can depend upon the faithfulness of Almighty God. Oh, I'm so glad that's so. Aren't you? Have you learned that lesson yet, beloved? Or are we just talking about it? You know, when when it comes down to the, the the knocks and the bruises and the and the abrasions and contusions and lacerations of life, oh, how you need to know, really know, that your heavenly Father is faithful, and He won't let you down. Paul said at my first hearing, he was in Rome and they had a hearing about his charges. He was being tried for treason. He said at my first hearing, no man stood with me, but all men forsook me. There wasn't anybody in that courtroom that would own up to knowing the Apostle Paul. They all had previous engagements. But he said, the Lord stood with me and strengthened me. You can depend on God's faithfulness. Somebody is listening to me this minute who is in the middle of a bitter situation, and you're just about either to give up or blow up, and you're saying to yourself, you can't trust anybody, Everybody is against me, and you're just so down in spirit. Beloved, listen, listen, listen. You may have been hurt by people. I don't doubt it. So have I from time to time. You may have been hurt by people, but God is faithful. He hasn't gone off the throne. He hasn't lost sight of you, his precious child. He knows what he's doing. He said, I know the thoughts that I think toward you, thoughts of good and not of evil, to give you a desired end. Delight thyself, said the psalmist, delight thyself in the Lord, and he shall give thee the desires of thine heart. Oh, turn to God today, hurting friend. Don't lash out with some senseless generalization that accuses the whole human race of being no good. Instead, turn to your Heavenly Father and ask Him to heal this particular hurt and then to make you a blessing to other people as you go along. Want to do that? Now we come to verse 12. What shall I render unto the Lord for all His benefits toward me? 
there has to come a point in my life where I say, God, I want to do something that says thank you to you. God's quarrel with the heathen is not that they're heathen, but that they didn't give him his place as God. He said in Romans 1, because that when they knew God, they glorified him not as God, neither were thankful, but became vain in their imaginations, and their foolish heart was darkened. Oh, one of the results of truly loving God is that you want somehow to show that love. What shall I render toward the Lord for all his benefits toward me? The next time we get together, we're going to be talking about some ways that you can show that you really love God. You want to think about that in advance to see what your own heart says about it? Might be very helpful. What shall I render unto the Lord for all his benefits toward me? How can I show that I love him? We'll get at that the next time we get together. Dear Father, today, help us to show that we love Thee by the way we live and by what we do. In Jesus' name I pray this. Amen. Well, dear friend, until I meet you once again by way of radio, walk with the King today and be a blessing.